What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. And in this episode, I get to talk to Audience of Rain. They are an up-and-coming hard rock metal act out of Akron, Ohio, of all places. And I know that sounds really odd, but that's where your boy was born. So there's just one more piece of the puzzle to get my uh, social security and, you know, take over my identity. But... (laughs) But anyway, uh, their recent release, Anti-Vitam, has received uh, massive attention and buzz from various, you know, influencers and publications. And they actually got a hold of Seneca, who runs the Mosh Network. And Seneca got in touch with me, and then I got in touch with Kate. And shout out to Kate Metzger. She runs or is associated with Affiant Records out of Dallas, and they're veteran-owned. So shout out to them. I actually have an interview set up with uh, her and I believe William uh, on the 27th of this month to be recorded and and posted sometime in August. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, But yeah, about the interview with the guys from Audience of Rain, man, obviously we had the hometown vibes going and I was curious about the metal scene uh, in that area because when I was up there I was super young like you know 5 to 15 I didn't even know what metal was back then so I just wanted to learn about the metal scene and how it's going up there Uh, we talked about everything from you know how the band was formed and all of the origin stories and stuff like that. We covered obviously Earth Decay and Antivenom and, you know, how they were written and where they came from. We also talked about their Backstreet Boy cover. Uh, that was interesting. And you know what? Why not? We all should love our uh, boy bands from back in the day. Shout out 98 Degrees. I love you forever, Nick Lachey. So, uh, also they have rock the block coming up on July 29th. Super excited for these guys to get out there and just go crush it. I had a great time talking to them and it was just, you know, it's always great to, to learn about new music, especially from your hometown. Speaking of hometown, I'd like to give a obvious shout out to our sponsors, come and take it live and come and take it productions along with bumperactive.com. If you're in the Austin area or you plan on being here and you want to catch a show, head on over to comeandtakeitlive.com and check out the calendar and the events and see what shows might pique your interest. And obviously, if there's a local that's opening up, always highly recommend to buy your tickets from the locals because that money goes directly back into their pockets and helps them get on future bookings. And if you are in a band and you need some merch, hit up bumperactive.com. They have a physical location on Burnett Road in Austin, Texas, and just let them know that the podcast sent you and they will do their best to give you the best price and the best deal that they can on your merch. Also, if you're in a band and you want to get your show promoted, hit up Texas Metal United and let them know that the podcast also sent you. We're trying really hard to get the booking side of things more DIY like it used to. So Hit up my buddy Robert over at Texas Metal United. Let him know that you got a show to promote and we'll get it out there. Uh, But anyway, here is Audience of Rain.
what is up everybody ryan back again with another episode of the atx metal podcast and i've got a new to me band that was brought to me by my brother seneca from the mosh network and through a couple emails back and forth we finally got it figured out and uh, obviously there were technical difficulties on both ends no cameras interface mm -hmm. issues um you've heard this multiple times before but <laughs> but the band is audience of rain out of akron ohio uh and just for your guys's uh information i was born in akron and i've spent oh nice many many years around around the way at like grandpa's card shop and like going to you know the the hall of fame and just mm -hmm. all that jazz so whenever i found awesome. out that you guys are from akron yeah. i was like akron has metal nice. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a little bit. Uh, we have other things than rubber, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, that joke is for the Goodyear tire for people that don't know anything about Akron and rubber. <laughs> it's not that not that they have like a shortage of condoms or anything. <laughs> yeah, no. we might have that too, though. I don't know. Possibly, who knows? <laughs> Possibly. But um, introduce yourselves. Uh, uh, just go around the room in, in order what you guys do in the band, uh, who you are, and what you do in the band, and then we'll just go from there. Hi, uh, I'm Paul. I play uh, guitar, sometimes rhythm, sometimes lead. We kind of share duties. Uh, I'm Cody, and I am lead vocals. I'm Alex. I play drums. And I'm Matt, and I play guitar, sometimes rhythm, sometimes lead. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. But do you ever harmonize? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Love, I love it. I, like, I, I never really picked up on it back then. I guess when I say back then, is probably a a decade or seven years ago. But the more that I did this and the more that I talked to artists, the more I started to pay attention to the music instead of just like, oh man, play some ones and zeros, hit the China and let's go to the merch shop. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. Like now it's like, oh man, did they do the, ooh, listen to that, you know, little nugget. So, uh, so yeah, harmonies, harmonies are my heart. Oh yeah. Uh, hard same. Um, growing up, I was a huge uh, bullet bullet for my valentine and avenged and trivium so all those bands that do that kind of stuff i i'm a slut for those kind of <laughs> dual harmonies um so i try to make those happen as much as possible <laughs> personally fingerless gloves and everything oh yeah 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 we but so so little backstory is um about 10 years ago i was in I would call it an iteration of audience of rain. It was just under a different name, but um, I eventually left her uh, for some certain reasons, no nothing bad or anything, but I was always around and supporting. We were always playing shows with each other. And then I came back. So 10 years ago, I, I was in the band and then I came back, but we used to, yeah, we did the, the skinny jeans, like the stupidly tight skinny jeans. <laughs> At least I did. <laughs> and fingerless gloves, or I had trip pants on yeah, back so in the day. In <laughs> I had the whole chains. I looked like I was right out of 1998. The ironic, the ironic thing about the trip pants is, you know, I was never a kid that knew what style was. So the ironic thing was trip pants were cool in 98 and they were cool in 2019 and 20, but they weren't <laughs> cool in 2011 when I was wearing them. Yeah, you were very different. <laughs> he just shows up to practice just rocking just what he feels is just his flyest gear and everybody's like, mm, For real? Well, yeah, you sure yeah, about that? Indians, oh my yeah, that was, that was me, man. Um, Alex, uh, the funny thing was I went to uh, Kenmore High School, which is probably about 10 minutes from here. 
And these guys all went to Norton. And I had a buddy of mine at the time. It was me and him playing guitar and Alex, uh, what the kids today called, he slid in the DMs. <laughs> it was like, yo, I need, um, I need a guitar player. I'm like, well, that's funny. I have a, me and another guitar player, but we need a drummer and bass player. And we, you know, hmm, you know, the kill bill, start stroke your beard, start plotting. <laughs> Yeah. I will say this. I don't even know if this would be even like how you said an iteration of audience of rain. Cause this band, when he left you, you, he eventually took it under the name that we'd had it and ran with it for a few years and actually took it out and everything. And we just kind of just went back to doing what we were doing and that's now we're still doing it. Yeah. I guess, I <laughs> yeah. guess, uh, give me, give me like a, I don't know, like a, like a, a, a brief bio, like, you know, we started at the bottom. Now we're here kind of thing. <sighs> Oh, okay. Well, I guess you guys start with the middle school stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the actually you said brief. I'm probably not the best yeah, guy to nice. hand it to. I'm gonna. I'll <laughs> but, try and I'll yeah. try and keep it brief. Hand it but to the vocalist. The band, so I, I did actually. You said started from the bottom. Uh, I I'll tell you my story real quick. Uh, well after this one first. We're already getting off track. It's okay. <laughs> there there are so many tangents baked into these. I I have people telling me all the time, like Ryan, you realize that. What you just said has basically nothing to do with where we were at. And it's just like, all right. That's, yeah, that, oh, I'm, I, I can do that for sure. But I'd say, I mean, Audience of Rain started around like our time in middle school. Um, basically, it started with these two uh, just kind of jamming in the garage. A Alex I, and Matt. Uh, Alex yeah. and Matt uh, just over there jamming in his garage because uh, Alex had gotten a drum kit and his dad used to play drums. So he was learning to play drums. Oh. And I basically, you know, that's just who I was hanging out with. So once they did that, I was like, well, I got to figure out something to do. So I had a video camera and I would just take it over there and I would flicker the light switches on and off and everything. And just that was all I did. And uh, fast forward a little bit. My brother started taking guitar lessons and uh, was telling these guys, I was like, I was like, I think I'm going to learn to take or do guitar lessons. And they're like, no, just learn to play the bass. We need a bass player. And I was like, OK, so <laughs> I, I just went off and, and learned to play the bass. And we just kind of did our thing for a while. And then eventually I did a couple just kind of like background, like screams, just like and nothing was ever recorded just in, in the practice space. And. So kind of got into that. And then at one point we had had our first like two actual shows uh, that we had mentioned like 2012 and we had a different singer at the time. Um, just didn't work out. Was a great guy, but just wasn't just didn't fit for what we needed. And overall he left. And so I was kind of like, all right, well, I'll, I'll play bass and, and sing until we find a new, you know, our lead singer, you know, whoever we're going to get in here and everything. And, it, that went on for a few years. And then uh, basically then my senior year in high school, I tore the tendon in my hand uh, playing football. So we had a show that was coming up in November and I had to get surgery. So I was not going to be able to play bass right at that show. And I got like the whole like splint off like that day of the show. So we had to have somebody fill in. So I was like, all right, I guess for this show, I'll just we'll have a bass player fill in and I'll just do the vocals for just this one time. and. That was it. Then, yeah, <laughs> so then now, you got hooked. Now I'm here. Yep. Now I'm now I'm yeah you know, leading the charge. But yeah. So basically, through all that time though, um, was kind of just I, my own iterations of audience of rain. Like I've been in very many different roles. I feel like they've always been the guitarist and drummer. I've been 
many things. So <laughs> I, I did start from the bottom, but yeah, I think we, like I said, we started in 2012 um, playing our very first show. Um, then eventually, like I said, I kind of jumped in. I was doing vocals. And then pretty much from there, we just kind of played locally because uh, we we're all still in high school at the time. And after we all graduated, you know, we started thinking a little bit more about, you know, what we wanted to do with it. Um, but for, you know, quite a few years, didn't exactly know what we needed to do, you know, whether we didn't meet the right people at the right time, anything like that. Um, eventually, uh, we got to a point where we kind of wanted to really start pursuing things a lot more heavily. And uh, we met our former guitarist at the time who did like music management and knew a lot more of that side of stuff, which we had no knowledge on at the time, uh, which would that that might have been really like even 2018 when we met him so we started kind of our rebranding and okay. figuring out what we actually wanted to do around that time and then eventually put out our album which was in 2019 and then kind of really started to hit the ground running and tried to build from there and get to like you know where we are now and just kind of keep moving forward i would say if anybody uh, there's a lot of things no, left out but like the quickest <laughs> way of putting that was like yeah he's like this is my story guys okay yeah, here we go I, I think that was definitely the cleanest way the, this band's th- been through a lot of iterations and changes over the years i think that was probably the cleanest way to put it mm-hmm. yeah not not even in a bad way but it, just yeah. it's always been uh myself alex and matt who originally started this whole thing and okay. have always been the same three uh like we've had a couple member changes here and there because of people moving or just life changes you know families changing and things like that having to decide you know my priorities have to lie elsewhere and things like that so we're trying to just get to that point where we're have the most solid foundation you know it's just just challenging at times for sure sure. yeah what was that alex Growing pains for sure. <laughs> oh, so as one of the as one of the there's still gonna be growing pains. Oh, no matter yeah, what. there's growing pains for for everybody. But what do you, what was one of your biggest challenges, Alex? Since you're one of the OG members, what did you find kind of like one of those memories that just you're like, oh, whew, I'm glad that's over. I'd say it, it was a good thing to have back when we had it, but like it was just the festivals that ven- uh, venues would put on with like. 20 local bands oh. <laughs> and like those like the, they were cool that's how you met people and everything like we still have a few friends from doing those shows but, but that, that i'm kind of glad to be past that for sure <laughs> you're like man these <laughs> these bills are stacked with whoo, you just look at the lineup you're like cool we're Dude, second Evan, what? You've got 40 bands but on that, i think one of the most challenging <laughs> things of just doing this like for as long as we've been doing it, is just the change of what we had to do. Like instead of like passing out CDs, now we're pushing links. So everything's on streaming now. It's just like keeping up with content. Like it's just a major change in the game. Like it's not what it was in 2012. And uh, no. adapting to that was hard, but I think we're doing a pretty good job of it and trying to stay afloat. And I think we're doing good. So I. I'd I'd like to add to Alex's thing about shows. You know, uh, I think this is a challenge any band has of um, you always want to. uh, I I think something you learn early on or eventually, hopefully you do, is you don't want to play every single show that's offered to you because (laughs) then you 
Well, because then you oversaturate your market. And the best way I always tell bands, or like when I'm talking with my friends, is like if your favorite band played at your local bar every week after like the third or fourth time, you'd be like, oh, I'll catch them next week. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be choosy of your shows and hopefully make the right decisions on the good ones. That's that's a challenge for any band of any caliber, I think, unless you're, you know, Metallica and never show your place. The game game is definitely changed since straight up 2012, 2010. Like, oh, we recorded a demo, pass out CDs, just the amount that it goes into now to even break a thousand streams is just incredible. But that's the footwork you need to do. So I'm, uh, oh man, it's warped. Looks like I got heat warped. No. So speaking of CDs, obviously those listening, you can't hear this because it's audio only. But this is a band called Toxic Priest. Is it upside down? No, that's right set up. <laughs> it's called Toxic right. Priest. And they were uh, this these super young kids from like out West Texas. And they came down and just kind of going to the point about passing out demos like that's this was like last year you know so it's still alive and i made them sign it i was like hey guys this is this is kind of cool memorabilia that you know you don't really get too much of these days so i keep all of these all of these little nuggets i mean i i still get i still get cds sent to me and like then you find one from your friend, you know, dying fetus, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely love having like hard copies of stuff like that. I'm very much like, even like, uh, like I, I, I do a lot of like video games and everything too, but like that transition, like where there's so many things that are just digital download now versus like, I like having a collection to be able to see all of my games, see all my stuff or like, even when I had like CDs and stuff, like I still liked to have, just just to have them for my own collection and reasons just yeah, to display just so you them. can just so you can phys- like just like what i just did you can physically touch it you can go to it and this is just yep. one other cool little thing i had a band actually send me a handwritten like thank you note for doing the interview and you know taking the time that's i, I awesome. never i never asked for any of that but i think that's the maybe that's like the kind of one of the missing links in today's in today's uh atmosphere market i don't know we i just did an episode last sunday and and talked to a friend of mine two weeks before that and we're really on this promotion kick where kind of like how you're saying like back then you know everybody was like you had like street teams and everybody was hustling demos and stickers and flyers and it was a lot of like face to face and you know meetups and and now it's just you know here's my link tree or check us out on Spotify, you know, and we were talking about how to get more eyes on bands and more promotion stuff uh, just out into the ether because we feel like even here in Central Texas, I mean, as much as as many shows and as bands as there are here, there's still local shows that basically flop and it's not, you know, it's not due to oversaturation. I don't think so. There are some bands. Uh, and if you're listening, uh, local Texas bands, don't oversaturate. Okay, guys? Because um, back, man, 2014, 2015, uh, there's a friend of mine's band that just every single week, two, three shows, 
all in the same city. Now, granted, Austin's a big city, but you know, even even you just ping ponging around at different venues, yeah, you're going to catch a different vibe and a different crowd. But your you know your homies that are the ones that are typically going to show up for you, they're like, dude, I'm a little burnt out. <laughs> like I can't, I can't Absolutely. do this. But um, Fair. but Matt, tell me, tell me, um. Tell me about some of the venues there in Akron because I I was born in Akron and then I moved when I was about 15 months down to North Carolina and that's where I was raised. But every summer I would go back and visit the grandparents and my cousins and all that jazz. Now, granted, I haven't been there in whoa, a decade plus. So again, whenever I saw that you guys from Akron, it just kind of, it's not one of the cities that I think of when I think of metal, even though I know that there's a metal band in every backyard USA. Um, so tell us about the Akron scene. I'm I'm definitely curious about this one. So the Akron scene for at least metal metalcore bands and all that it's actually pretty active. It, really, it's pretty. Yeah, uh, there's it, it's probably more metal bands than anything else around here. Um, we might be a little biased to that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say we have much experience in other genres, but. Uh, no, it, it's a booming scene. Like it, uh, what venues are left around here? I yeah, know. We'll, I, I was gonna say I will say like it. We are running short on venues at this point. Like we had another one that uh, was called the Empire that uh, was kind of one of the last few like really just decent venues. Uh, you know, it was clean, had a really good stage, nice sound, lighting, um, and a lot of people went to it. But it just eventually. Um, I think the owner, he just eventually retired, which is, you know, fair enough, yeah. you know, but he didn't want to continue on doing that. And it's now kind of just dormant. So like we're almost, and I think there's been a couple other venues that have also just kind of had to shut their doors. I don't know if COVID maybe had got a couple no, COVID as well. Um, but I think a lot of things are kind of in between like some in Akron, like Musica still does a lot of stuff. Um, and then other than that, like Lakewood, so that's like 40-ish, 45 minutes from Akron. That's south? Lakewood South? It's north. Uh, north, north. Sorry. Yeah, so up yeah. towards Cleveland-ish. Yep. So, but it's only about, yeah, like I said, like about 40 minutes or so, which a lot of people go out in that area and play. So Yeah, Lakewood's like the area for shows now. Which we, we also have uh, the Vortex still as well. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I brought it up. Wait, wait, it's, wait. It's, wait, wait. Why, why, why do you have this smile on your face like, that was the name that shall not be said. <laughs> no, it, no, it's it's been it's been a very good venue, or at least at least to me. Um, I, I always had fun playing there. I think I think the the caveat to that is um, it's attached to a sex shop. <laughs> hey, those are fun. I mean, no, but that's the, that's the thing. Anytime you say the vortex to anybody that's around here, they oh. go, "Oh, the one that's attached to the sex shop or the strip club or whatever it is." You know that that's that's why we laughed i've i've honestly i always like yeah, I, I like playing there the but yeah it's a, it's a pretty decent venue <laughs> yeah. and it's it's gotten better over the years like i've had really bad shows there but i've had really good shows there too and the staff has always treated me very very well and i, I personally like playing there um we also now have the rialto theater and the rialto is awesome that sounds fancy um, it, it's it's a little hole in the wall, man, and it's a really nice place. It's pretty fan. It's a it's a little too upscale for metal, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have played there though. We headlined it twice though, so we have done that. So. Yeah, and my <laughs> old cool my old band had opened up for audience at that show, and it was packed. 
I mean, it, it's it's a tiny place. What hundred hundred fifty? I was gonna cap. say what's packed? Yeah, fifty. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's one of those places. But it's it was a cool place, and I grew up walking those streets. It's like literally a hole in the wall. You would, well, at the time, you would have had no idea it was there. Now they got a big sign and a marquee and all that. So, but uh, what what other menus um we got? I think about it. It's really about it now. Yeah. That's um, as I mean, as far as like, you know, we have a, a bigger venues like some places, obviously, but as far as local Akron, like once the Empire went, that that was a big that was a big un- a big, big hit. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um there's another one I think that where's that place we played that was like the smaller place where we played in like, uh, there's December. Chuck Steakhouse with, uh, with Featherweight. Oh, Featherweight. The and Dead Case. Um well, Park Place Pub. Park, Park Place, Place Pub. Pub. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. There's a lot of people playing there more recently, or maybe I'm just thinking that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the pub show was actually really sick. Like it was us, uh, our friends in Dead Cassette and friends in Featherweight, and it was just like it was practically a DIY a party show. with your friends and everything, and like, it was honestly really cool. Yeah, it, it was packed, and I sweated a lot for it being December. January, <laughs> yeah oh yeah it was december it was cold as crap outside but man it was hot in there it was like it was like playing a house show but at a bar there's no stage uh-huh. it's just it was just sweating everybody's up all up on each other it was, it was a good time just man. ripping it just man we yeah. were actually the last episode i did we talked about house parties just like you know bring them back or and we even we even talked about if there if there could be a way to do like a secret house show tour but the only way that you knew about it was by word of mouth there would there would be zero advertising and you know obviously you have like all of the places you know everybody was like okay with it but the whole thing yeah. is like you just don't know how many people are going to show up and i and mean how, how do we know it's not already going inside. on right now what's that how do we know it's not already going on that's what i'm saying it was one of those yeah. like you know but is it question mark it, but if one told that, us because everybody's on anxiety meds. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say that, uh, uh that sounds expensive because <laughs> you know somebody's gonna throw somebody into a wall, and then you're gonna be like, "What, what the fuck, bro?" Yeah, My you house. just, you just book like some of the safest. You just book a bunch of shoegaze bands, and you're just like, <laughs> you're like, "Hey, we're gonna rip a set." Good basement scene, know that. Like oh, a lot of DIY, parties? like shoegaze kind of bands. Yeah, yes. Akron does a lot of that. Uh, we've we've never done any of the. It's I think it's called like it's like they refer to like the DIY scene around here, which is all just like house shows and everything. Um, but it's more I would say like more pop punk punk. Uh, like I would say is hardcore. more hardcore is like kind of like that kind of music. Yeah, spin kicks and trash cans. Yep. Oh yeah, we love it. PBR. Don't crowd PBR. kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't crowd kill kids. Well, speaking of shows, you guys, uh, instead of playing in a basement, you guys are getting ready to play somewhere not a basement in July. So we moved up to the first floor now. <laughs> <laughs> Live from your kitchen. We made it. <laughs> so you guys are playing, uh, what was it? Rock, Rock the Block? Did I get that right? Yep. On July, oh Lord. July 29th. July 29th. Uh, what, what's that all? I've never heard of this. Um, basically, Wilmington is just throwing this huge rock festival just all around. So there's just going to be a bunch of bands. Uh, 
unsure of our venue at the moment, but uh, we're playing earlier in the day, and then the rest of the day we get to watch these awesome bands like uh, Saving Abel is going to be there, and it's their original lineup again with the original singer. We're we're just so excited. Like we've played with them several times before, like when they had their old singer, but it's just really exciting to see them again. Uh, Cody and I saw Saving Abel like in 2011. That was that was the Rock first the first and last time I saw that lineup. So I'm excited for that. And then uh, Scott Stapp from Creed is headlining, and that's the singer of Creed. Yeah, I, I mean, is it just like, like is it just is that? Dude? I'm stoked. Like, is it just like Scott and the band, or because it's not Creed? No. Not <laughs> Scott and his. We're under the impression. I'm, I'm of sure Scott he's still songs like if he doesn't sing higher like i will <laughs> Every, it's like it, it, it's like the it, it's like his version of free everybody in the, instead of screaming free bird they're all like ah you're higher and he's just like oh i'm so tired of this but anyway he makes the music mm-hmm. he should sing it speaking of some music that i uh discovered just going through your discography i uh, i went for a, i typically go for a run and i'll just go from top to bottom whatever spotify kicks out so my, the, the one song out of the entire run that caught my attention was Earth Decay. Um, yes. That, yes. Whew, that was fun. Um, but that's not, that, that was the single before the newest one, right? A couple. Uh, a, couple. a couple? A couple. Okay. So what, mm-hmm. what was the newest one again? I forgot to write that one down. Uh, the newest single was Anti-Venom. Anti-Venom, that's right. Um, but you, you had a, a, a guy, the, uh, was it the vocalist from Siler do a feature? Yes. Yeah. That was our single. That one was bef- one before Earth Decay, I yeah. believe. Uh, that was Discord. Discord. That okay. one was, I think, 2019. When did that come 20, out? We were working on it during the pandemic. Were we? Yeah. Things run together. Yeah, I remember there were masks <laughs> in the studio like, and um, shit. Um, like all of us right now are that meme where just the algorithms are just flying past us. Yeah, maybe it was 21, maybe 2021 20, when it came out, I believe. Because, yeah, that one's not that old either. No, and, and that's oh. what I was looking at. They're all relatively, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty young. You know, they're still like in their infant stages. I was just curious, like, how, what was the experience? Because I, I love me some Siler and I haven't, it's like one of those, one of those instances where you hear a song and you're like oh shit and then you look at it and you kind of get into the details then you see somebody's featured on there then it's like oh i haven't listened to that band and insert months here and so and i went so you know a thank you for making me go revisit siler's uh um but how did you guys i guess how does i guess two questions how did that scenario work out in general and then the second question is, God, how I phrase this. I, I guess it's more of just, well, just contextual. Like I see it more and more, like there's more and more features. I mean, I shit, there's some bands here that have had like, uh, God, what was it? I mean, there's, there's just so many bands reaching out to other vocalists to get on their track. And I think that that's more of a, like a scene sharing kind of thing. See, this is one of those moments where I'm kind of like trying to steer the bus and I have no fucking clue where I'm going. Um, it's okay. I do that. <laughs> so I I'll, do. I'll try to restructure question two, but 
How did that work out with uh, getting him on on Discord? So originally it happened because our uh, former guitarist at the time, Ryan, who we'd said like we met and kind of helped us get started with the whole business side of things, uh, just happened to ha- he had a connection to him. And we were working on a, that song at the time. And we had just kind of been kind of toying with the idea of like, you know, what if we tried to get someone featured on it? And uh, I think, you know, we had a couple of ideas and he was one of the ones that we had come to because we had that connection and everything. And we reached out and everything to him about it. Um, And then I think uh, like we we had to, you know, pay him his fee and everything for being on there and everything. So he was compensated. And then we kind of just, you know, bounced him the song, kind of told him the premise of what it was about. Um, I think by that time we had also had all of like my parts lyrically all done as well, too. So he was able to hear all of that. And, uh, you know, his request too is he just wanted to write his own parts for it too, which I was like, perfect. That's what I would prefer. Anyways, you do it. Go ahead. (laughs) I was like, just take it. You know, that's less, you know, less that we have to do then. So we're like, yeah, that's, that works. You know, as long as it just kind of fits with what we're trying to go with. And, um, so he, we never actually were like physically with each other or anything. Yeah. Just Um, did it all remote. Yeah, he did. He worked at his, uh, studio or, um, I can't remember exactly who he'd worked with. And then I think that was with Bayless sent Andrew Bayless. Maybe it might, might've been Andrew Bayless. I think it I was because yeah, he, that's where he was kicking it at the time. Yeah. So, you know, and then he sent it to us and we got it put into ours and that's how we ended up there with that one. Nice. Nice. Have, <laughs> question. Have you been asked to be a feature on anybody else's or have you featured have, on anybody else's? I have not. Nope. <sighs> I'm I'm open I'm open for it, Goals. you know. I mean, other than like, you know, like we'll chat, I guess, like here and there with your your buddies or stuff like in the scene, but like I've never I've never been asked. I would I would totally do it though. It's gonna happen. Give it like, the happen. right scenario. Manifest it. It's gonna happen. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Let's get it. Hell yeah. That now. <laughs> so um okay, that answers that question. I'm still trying to figure out what I was trying to say in question two. Maybe I'll just scrap it. Um but yeah, I I really enjoyed Earth Decay. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at the lyrics, and I just I just really liked the vibe. Uh, I was just out there running, and it just you know it kind of floats, and there's heavy, and it's just like what what is that song about? So it's actually it's ironic because a couple hours ago, like we were literally <laughs> sitting here and Paul was getting on me because we have to make one of our new content videos. He's like, oh, we got this thing through. And he's like, we need you to do your description for Earth Decay. And I just started. I was sitting here and I was telling him about it, and he's like, you need to do just that. So like, I guess I'll go again. <laughs> so, and take two. So basically, uh, basically what Earth Decay is about, I guess, like the idea or the meaning for it had come to me i was scrolling through twitter and i'd seen a video of kind of like deforestation and there was a bulldozer that was like tearing down some trees in the rainforest and there was an orangutan that was like you know combative with it and everything you know it was an upsetting kind of a uh and scene and everything and then uh side note i also i i interned with the zoo so i was in oh you're in i would also have with orangutans so they're very close to my heart so like i had just kind of envisioned that whole idea of you know our you know the destruction to the environment and thought like this is kind of like what we should have the song be about kind of like uh uh or like a, a psa like th- we're doing all of this destruction we're doing all of this negative um 
And like, even like there's one line in there, like the dangerous machines ahead, like is a direct reference to that video that I'd seen of that orangutan that was, oh. you know, kind of fighting with these machines that are, you know, would be, I guess, so to speak, you know, coming towards a rainforest to tear it down or bring that destruction. And, uh, you know, where do we go from here? You know, eventually we're going to reach a point that, you know, everything is we've done so much damage what you know what's next where do we go so that's overall like it's the message you know be you know kind of open your eyes to all of the things we're doing wrong we need to do better because if we don't we're not going to have anywhere else to go oh so, yeah and, and i you know, we all are you know we're all big animal lovers too as well so like things like that like just you know just close to us and everything oh, too, a so. bunch of softies for sure, for sure. <laughs> the heavier the, the heavier the riffs the, the heavier the heart. I, I have I have an, a very unfathomable love for kitties. So. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I meant I meant actual cats, not the. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> well, I, don't look at Paul's Facebook page. <laughs> He's like, don't go near my MySpace, guys. <laughs> oh God, that's good. That's good. I um. I re- I really I really do dig that. One of the first bands that I paid attention to doing that was uh was North Lane. I can't remember I so I was I was trying to figure out what song it is. I'm not sure if it's Quantum definitely not Quantum Flux. Um but one of their most golly, I can't think of the name of the song. It's probably staring right at me right now. Probably Crash and Burn. I can't remember. But they also talk about the destruction of the planet siphoning mm-hmm. off mother nature's you know goods and just completely just fucking it up but I, I really do think that it's cool that you know they the, the old adage is you know m- people that sing metal or heavy metal they're just you know they're mad and you know all mm-hmm. these all these you know uninter- uninteresting feelings that don't mean shit but then you actually read the lyrics and you're like holy shit they're talking about climate change and and yeah. you know representation and you know corporations and greed and da 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 you know and it's just I think it's cool that you guys can you know put pen to paper and you know it all just started off of a video from Twitter you know yeah for sure and I th- I think that's uh, one of the things I think we all try and do is like a lot of times like when we've been doing these singles is trying to think about you know what we're trying to write them about um, right. we've done a lot of things where we'll kind of sit together and maybe no, don't even get like any writing done necessarily, but we'll kind of sit and say like, well, what is like, what is this song about to you or what, what it would or ways you would portray it and just kind of like brainstorm. And sometimes in that it almost can create whatever you need to get going, at least for me personally, like to kickstart those gears. Oh yeah. Um, just kind of powwow over what we think this meaning should be, you know, uh, which for me has been always helpful to do almost just like a mental jam session just kind of yeah just talking it out getting ideas out then all of a sudden you'll be like oh yeah that's a good idea and it may not actually you know exactly nothing may happen that night but you know next time you guys get together for practice you'll be like dude i was in the line at mcdonald's and it just came you know yep and that's that's usually my hope is like that'll spike your you know make something else happen so like what was the one that you changed like day of Remember, or you said the guys I got, I scrapped the idea. I think it I got was something though. Oh, yeah, was it? I think so. <laughs> it might have been, yeah, it might have been, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, 
I was working on that one up until literally, like literally we, the studio was at four and I was still working on, I was like three fifty seven. <laughs> I'm like sitting in my garage, like, okay, <laughs> I got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember like we were, we were talking about that lyrically and it was like, okay, I'll, I'll see you next week at the, the vocal, the vocal studio recording. And then I get there. I'm like, this isn't what we talked about at all. <laughs> but I like it. And this is anti-venom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And anti-venom, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what was the before and why the after? I don't even remember. I, wish I, could remember. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> we went with the good one. <laughs> you know, so uh, overall, like, anti-venom uh, getting to its end was it was a long process. By that I mean like just like over the course of probably like I don't know thirty six hours of like of like absolute like no sleep. Me and Alex had hung oh. out that night and uh, were trying to brainstorm some stuff and had come to I don't know whatever conclusion we had and. We were just driving around and I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going to start. I'm going to lose it. But basically it was a really long night and, uh, you know, like 6 a.m. rolled around and like I went to bed for a couple hours and I got up and I was like, I'm going to finish this and did it. And I worked until four. <laughs> Literally. Finish him. Yeah. I was just, yeah, that was one of my most happy things done with. It was one of those things you don't realize you're like, oh, I can't be done, but oh, shit, I have to finish it. So yeah, it's like, like, mm, like everything's oh, resting on me. Yeah, I like, should I probably do this thing. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was about before. Actually, now that I've been asked that because I've been so beaten with what it is now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what it was about before. But I just I do remember showing up to the studio and you doing that. And I was like, oh, well, this is different. <laughs> You're like, I like this. Keep going. I yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I'd say, I guess, so to cover what it is now. Um, so basically it, it is overall, the song is about, you know, toxic people in your life. Those being, you know, represented ex- by a snake, you know, uh, you yourself kind of being that anti-venom. You can, oh. you know, you have the ability to ward these people off. You don't have to, you know, succumb to the things that they do, the negativity that they bring or whatever toxicity is that they're bringing you know that's the venom you're the you know trying to be the anti-venom so and it's it's kind of leaves it open enough because i'm sure most people can experience have have experienced toxic people negative people or any anyone like that whether it be in you know school work you know any part of life anywhere so um i just think it's very relatable and at the end of the day whoever anyone wants to relate it to or can relate it to that is the best way for me to have someone take the song. I think, I think that's really interesting. I was, uh, so I clean pools for a living. I'm a pool boy. Mm -hmm. Fucking rad job. I love the shit out of it. I'm just, all I do is just listen to music all day. And then, you know, at the end of, after 20, 30 minutes of cleaning the pool, I have this like, you know, killer looking set, like taking pictures and all this stuff. But, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously a lot of music, and sure. something that I listened to, I can't remember. I'll have to go back and look at it. It was something about the mindful mentor or mentor mindfulness or something. Just something about, you know, mental health and just being positive and, you know, all that jazz. And, you know, the old adage, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. 
Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking about that the other day. I mean, obviously words hurt, right? Like yeah, words are sure. hurtful. Um, but the cool thing is he kind of turned that around and he said that, okay, for example, somebody comes up to you guys and is like, hey, your songs suck. And you guys are just like, oh, okay, sure, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But he was kind of, the, the play was, if you get triggered by that, like if somebody says your song sucks and you're like, fuck did you just say? You know, like you get all mad about it and then they get, you know, get in your head. And, and he was saying that, you know, words only have power if you give them power. Right. You know, For and sure. dude, that was, it was like, it's like one of those things that you hear or read on a card or on some like flyer and you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're nerds here, man. Sorry. No, that's great. I love it. So whenever I saw it or whenever I heard it, it like, it really like clicked. And so his, his thing was whenever you feel yourself getting triggered by someone that is saying something to you or that has said something to you or that has typed something in the comments or like added you or whatever, he was basically saying like, do some internal reflecting and figure out why that is triggering you. And And it was kind of on the, I think he was talking more about because I think it was like a social media kick and you know I think there's a lawsuit now against the social media uh, companies about uh, you know damaging young girls mental state or whatever because they have all these you know it's and but it is true because like you know some like even even my 10 year old she was like sometimes I feel fat and I'm like shut the fuck up you weigh like 70 pounds well I don't say that to her so just <laughs> 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 to be clear <laughs> hell yeah i do not i have cussed towards her but i don't like but i'm very direct with her about that like hey you're 10 like you weigh all of 70 pounds yeah. do not and she doesn't she still to this day does not have uh, a smartphone an iphone a nothing phone she's got she's oh, got us good. and she's got yeah. dixie cups on strings you know what i'm saying and, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, she's, and I, I, I have like this, uh, there's like this dichotomy where it's, I want her to grow up and have the things in the generation that she's growing up in. But as a parent, I see what those things do and have done the damage. And I just, I don't, I don't want her to, I don't want her to ever feel like that. So oh, I, sure. I think your song Antivitam is like a very, like it had like the, now that I know what it's about, it like it makes a lot more sense about. I mean, sure. just more positive music, more positive people, and and you know, I, I like in the middle of my runs or at the end of my runs, I'll do uh, a po- a positive vibes check in with Run with Ryan. Yeah, follow me for sure. Um, <laughs> but but no, I think I think that even though the music may sound angry or sound heavy. I was never a lyrics person unless I just absolutely wanted to know. Yeah. I'm typically listen to the music. Does it get my attention? Yes. Okay. Now we're going to take a deeper dive and then, you know, go down the rabbit hole. So for sure. I'll have to for check sure. out the full lyrics to that. So, um, bravo for, 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 for what you guys do and you know, the, the sound that you guys create and the, the message that you guys are trying to pass along to all your friends, your, your, uh, fans and followers. Um, I do have one more question though, before we go. Yeah. Whose idea was it to cover the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> Honestly, uh, 
I mean, it was a collective effort. So we've we've wanted to do a Backstreet Boys cover. I'm not and for I, a and long I, time. And I say this not like yeah. judgmentally. I like I genuinely because <laughs> we because I don't know what is going on in the radio world, but for some reason, the Backstreet Boys and like NSYNC. I even heard a 98 Degrees. Rest in peace. I even heard. <laughs> You know, nice. some of their music coming on. And now my like my my daughter loves it. She was like, oh, my God, the Backstreet Boys. And then I'm like nice. looking over my wife. I'm I like, you did this. Head. You yeah. did this. I love it. So, yeah. So honestly, it just I mean, we've for years, we uh, just, you know, I hang out and drink and listen to the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and then we'd be like, dude, we're like, yeah, we've got to cover one of these someday. And and eventually, like, we just, we uh, became a sober reality. Yeah, got to the, uh, got the opportunity to do it. And it uh, really just took on a life of its own. And uh, yeah, it's got like over a million grew. spins. Yeah. And just, it just on Spotify. From there. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of those boy bands as well, too, man. Like, of I like course. all sorts of. And, um, you know, you know, uh, we definitely want to do some other covers in the future too. So you never know if we get the opportunity to do something here again, love to. So. It, it was one of those things where like we did it more or less just, like just for ourselves, just cause it's something that oh, we wanted to do. Okay. I, sure, I, yeah. I don't think any of us actually expected it to take off as much as it has like over a million streams on Spotify is insane, but it I, I think that's where the magic comes from too, because it was just something that we did just because we wanted to do it. Oh, I, I, I see. You're, you're saying you're saying that possibly the reason that it did good is because it was just more or less. We want to fucking do this, you know. Like I can just imagine you guys like just hammered in the backyard <laughs> somewhere, and you're just like, you know, it'd be a great idea. Mm-hmm. Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yes. But yeah. man, that's uh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna yeah, have to one of those. play it for my daughter. Nice. Yeah, yeah we dropped that, and like uh, we were like having big hopes for it, like after like we were seeing how many spins it was getting, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So some of the the uh, pop songs turned metalcore covers you know they, they do they do well man Dude. like um i mean that's how i prevail got their start was doing blank space yeah and so- now they're now they have a full-fledged career and also like electric callboy just dropped a cover of every time we touch which mm-hmm. is amazing by the way that does sound so i mean like like you said i mean because we wanted to do it and well it just kind of went Okay, that that went pretty well. And that was kind of it. <laughs> I'm a firm, firm, you know, 10 out of 10 do recommend any pop song that goes metal. I just, I've yet to run across one that sucks. Like they all just, they all, and like no offense to, you know, the Justin Biebers and, you know, everybody out and, and obviously the Backstreet Boys and everybody out there that made, you know, that music was made for a certain demographic. And then yeah. the fact that other musicians can take the inspiration. Now, yeah, it is a, you know, it's not a carbon copy, you know, but it is, it is like, obviously you, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, you got to stay true to it. But the fact that you can take it and add so many more fucking levels to that thing, it just, I, 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 I'm going to listen to It seems like, 
It nice. seems like a lot of pop artists are starting to realize that too. Like obviously, like the obvious one would be Machine Gun Kelly, who's now turned into like a pop punk career. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but then you also have like Demi Lovato, who just came out with a hard rock album. Ed Sheeran is working on a metal album. Miley Cyrus has done like hard rock music. It it seems like it's now the trendy thing to do to take pop music and turn it into metal. Dude, if Ed Sheeran had We're double bass. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I just, I, 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 God, I can't wait to hear double bass with Ed Sheeran. That's or like, <laughs> whoo, just, just some ripping solo, just right in the middle of. of well, that is true. Alex is going to see Ed Sheeran next Saturday. This Saturday. <laughs> this yeah. Saturday. It's uh, this week. This yeah. week live, Ed Sheeran. What's he? Where's he playing at? Bless my fault, uh, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. Of course, we went there a couple weeks ago. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, well, are, I'm you gonna a, go are you a Swifty? What? Are you a Swifty? I mean, I like her songs, but my girlfriend really, really likes her. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, our biggest question. We're just like, dude, how the fuck did you get tickets? Oh <laughs> like, yes. Oh yeah. All yeah. After the Ticketmaster debacle, and you know, oh that, and see, that's the one good thing I always tell uh, on, on the live read that I do is, you know support your local bands and the best way to do that is to buy tickets directly from them right like that puts money right back into your pocket and plus when you show up to the venue and you're like we sold all of our tickets they're like oh shit okay so yeah how did you get taylor swift tickets uh she she paid money (laughs) (laughs) there's this thing where she went to work ever since she was little so and she bought two of them, and I was very happy. Oh, dude, I would, I would love to go see a Taylor Swift show. I had a lot oh, of fun yeah. with her. That was our first concert together. Oh, nice. Awesome experience, and just like, I was impressed as hell. Like, it was awesome. I was just like, damn, I'm in the wrong genre. I think <laughs> there's, I think, A, I think she's a very talented individual. Uh, she definitely has, you know, she checks a lot of boxes. Um, also, I can't believe that we're talking about Taylor Swift on a metal podcast. Anyway, uh, but there's actually a class here at the University of Austin about like Taylor Swift's music, like how she creates, and like there's a whole fucking class on it. So it's ju- it just goes to show you that you know if you keep chasing and keep pushing, and obviously the right things have to fall in line to hit yeah. that level of success. But it's a mega star. yeah, she's <laughs> she's out there. So shout out Taylor. We all love you, and Backstreet Boys. So, um, so, uh, so we'll round out. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty much it, man. That's that's man. I've I have, I have learned a lot. I definitely. You guys are definitely on the follow list now. So yeah. that's good. And hopefully, hopefully, I can share the message to all you know fourteen of my listeners. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's an old joke. I'll put that one away. Um, but they, uh, I will um, try my best to get your get your music shared around here what are all the what are all the ats and anybody that you guys want to shout out um, oh what was her name is it what's her name we'd like to, we'd like uh, to shout Katie. out to our record label affiant yeah. records oh yeah and they're in dallas that's right yep. that was the yeah. last thing yeah affiant thank you thank you yeah we'd definitely like to shout them out uh most of our handles on our socials is at audience of rain yeah, it's audience. pretty 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 straightforward um we're the only band named that. So. hey that's we, hard, we that's hard to do these days 
We yeah. yeah, we did get a comment on one of our Facebook uh, reels, uh, like or not Facebook reel. It was a YouTube short like two weeks ago. It was like, oh, this band name sucks, but you guys are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was guess, like, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should ask the 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 glaring question, like audience of rain, like what does that even mean? Uh, uh, anyway, so, I mean. It, it was basically uh, back in the day, like when it, this was middle school. So I just really liked, like, like when we practiced, I was like, yo, we should have the garage door open. It's a nice day or whatever. And the, the one day we did it, it was raining and storming. And um, Matt was standing there and he's looking at it. He's like, it's like playing. And we're all just Aww. like, we're all just like, oh. <laughs> and it was kind of just yeah so it kind of just it stuck it worked it had its own little unique little so story that y'all were the audience it. yeah i think so rain was the other. it's true yeah i think that's how we were playing uh, i've had this okay i was born <laughs> and then on a lot of times when we play it will rain we'll name our band <laughs> Tanak. The first outdoor show we ever did actually play, uh, we did get stormed out. So it was, uh, it, what is that? Poetic fitting, justice yeah, or something? It's very fitting. <laughs> We're like, shit. Era the promoter came up. So instead of, <laughs> so instead of like who washed their car, it's like who brought these guys. God, oh right. yeah. But, Bring the weather. <laughs> yeah, right. fortunately, our um, our stuff on like TikTok and. Uh, re- Instagram reels, Facebook reels. Like, we also we always want to push our music, of course. But me, us being the jokesters we are, we like to do funny stuff as well. Like, I uh, video edited us. Oh yeah, we played the Grammys this year. Beyonce loved us. Um, <laughs> so you see a video of Camila Cabello dancing to us. We played the Grammys and everybody us, and it was amazing. <laughs> so if you like stupid funny stuff like that, that's also on all our, our socials. I do think, and, and, and I'll close with this. I do think that the cool thing about social media, even though it does have a fuck ton of bad, the cool thing is that you guys as musicians get to, I mean, yeah, there is some scripting and some, you know, there's, I do it myself. It takes me like two hours to make a 30 second TikTok. It like kills me and work. And then, but at the end of the day, you know, you make that content a for you, just like the music, but you're able to kind of show who you guys are, you know, personally, you know, to your fans. And, and I feel like that's a really good, that's what social media was built for was to connect and to make that, to make, to make that more apparent to like, you know, cause I would always say like when the bands got off the stage, like they don't want to talk to anybody. They just say that like, Hey, meet us in the back, you know, blah, blah, blah. but no, they actually mean that they want you to come talk to them. and tell them your shitty story about this that and the other i i swear to god i've heard some of the wildest shit in merch lines it is i love <laughs> oh god i almost want to start a whole segment just called i heard it in the merch line i mean it oh, would be awesome. <laughs> i i love i love when people come talk to us after shows we played a show out in pennsylvania uh, at love drafts our friends in eternal frequency shout out to eternal frequency they're a great band they had us out there and um, this was after the show was over. All four bands were incredible and the last note played and there's a line at our perch table. I'm like, well, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like. Yeah. Right. But everybody was so sweet. Everybody, you know, 
we signed a lot of stuff, took a lot of pictures and everybody's telling us the story or their stories. And it, it was a good time. And that, that was, those kind of nights are, they make it just, worth it. Make yeah. it worthwhile for sure. Oh yeah. I, you know, and I've heard some of the, you know, some, some bands that play to, you know, thousands They they were like, dude, sometimes you just want to play to 20 people because then you can actually talk to every single person that come to see you. And I was like, man, that actually, that's kind of, it's kind of meta and I dig it. Um, and I know that, you know, everybody has like their, their after show kind of decompression and, and, and all that jazz. But the fact that you guys are able to, you know, not you guys, but the, the, the contextual, you like the, the, the metal scene is able to just, you know, be funny and, you know, do whatever just to kind of, I mean, some bands are out there doing it for the clicks just to, you know, I guess. That doesn't sound like fun. No, <laughs> no. That's why, that's why I still do this. I, I mean, this is, this is fun to me, you know, getting to meet people right. like you guys from, from my birth town, like again, Akron and metal. Like I just, it kind of was like, what? <laughs> but I'm glad that you guys definitely um, kind of broke it down and told me about the scene and everything. So thanks, thanks for, thanks for spending an hour with me, man. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us, man. And a uh, shout out to, I will get it right here. Katie Metzger. Is that right? That's her. Yep. Shout out to her. She sounds like a sweetheart. She, her, her and her husband, Will, who run the label, have been nothing but incredible to us. Man, Absolutely. I'll just have to interview them. Yeah, I yeah, highly advise it. do it. Will's, both of them, their resumes are just, just stacked. It's so impressive, and they're the sweetest people. I'm just gonna awesome. be like, I'm just gonna be like, Katie, let me get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get paid for doing this. Woo! <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. But anyway, um, any any final shout outs that you might have forgotten? Any other ads or anything? Uh, shout out Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> we're, right. we're working on something here. <laughs> also, shout out to Starbucks or Dunkin'. I'll take either one. <laughs> oh, that my God. Definitely oh, only start. That was good. That was good. Well, guys, thank you very much. And um, I'll hit you guys up whenever it's uh, ready to go. Thank you guys thank you. so much. You have a good one. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye.